Welcome to the Gaining Control Podcast. At the young age of five, I found myself in the front row of an old country church watching the funeral service of my grandfather. All I could remember from that day was my mother's loud cry, my grandfather's still body in the casket, and the groundkeepers lowering my grandfather's body one crank after another. I was left in total confusion as to why this day has become the event I remember the most of my grandfather. As years passed, I finally understood that my grandfather's death inspired me to encourage others. I started to see death in a whole new way. I began to see the people right in front of me that was living but actually dying. I saw people dying to their decisions, problems, pain, poor habits, and much more. I asked myself, how can I help? What do others need? What's the best way to connect with others and learn their story? And how can I share impactful tips and information to transform other lives? The Gaining Control Podcast was created because I truly believe that you can gain control of your life and live your best life. I'm looking forward to the journey we're about to embark on. I believe this is the time for you to start gaining control. Welcome back to another episode of Gaining Control. You're with your host and friend, Travis Corley. So as you may know that we're in a series called The New Thinker. And right now we're on a final stop of the A-Route. And the A-Route um, kicked off this series to help us start going from pain to power and now today's episode is about administering aid with your pain. In other words, it's about sharing your pain. It's about being vocal and vulnerable with your pain and how when you take that step, it's going to help you open up to healing for yourself. Now, that may seem totally backwards to how it is that we feel we should heal when we're dealing with pain or we're going through painful seasons. But one way that a lot of people don't really consider is actually sharing their pain. And so today we're going to dive deep into why you should share your pain, how to share your pain, and the benefits of sharing your pain and what that would do in terms of you healing. And also, too, we're going to talk about how other people's stories and how other people um, administer aid through their ability to be vulnerable and vocal with their pain as well. So please you got to take notes. I don't know what it is. This episode right here is really going to help you to get over your pain so you can start gaining control of your life to live your best life. So I did something um, with this series that typically never happens with a podcast. And I started off with a 13 step series where you will also gain interviews and different things of that nature. Um, inside of this series to help us go from pain to power. And it just was something about this series that was compelling on my heart to really jump out here with this because I just really felt like a lot of people needed help. But moreover, I started to see so many people around me that was just hurt. 
And I just wanted to to really step out and help people. So this series was created based off of all the people I saw around me. And it just hurts me to see so many people hurt, so many people dealing with pain, so many people not moving forward with their life, so many people struggling. So I just made this series um, and and I just truly felt like, you know, I can be a positive voice. I can be an inspiration. I can be a motivator. I can be an encourager and tough times for a lot of people. And so one thing that I noticed is a lot of people started off the year 2020 where they was really hurt. It was just a lot of things happening. And so this series kind of has been timely with the pain that people are going through. So if you know anybody else that needs healing in this time period, that needs to go to a new level, that's looking to gain control of their life, please share this episode and mention to them to tune into the other episodes of this podcast so they can start going from their pain and they can go to their personal power as well. Because I'm telling you, when the people around us is operating out of their strengths, we gain from that. We get to not only see a vibrant person, but we get to see some part, somebody that's living life to their fullest. And that's always a beautiful thing. So please share this series with other people because we're trying not only to help ourselves, but we're trying to help all those that we love, all those that we care about, and those that we come in contact with too. So share this series on your social media pages. Share it with friends. Text it to somebody. I don't know what you got to do to share it, but please share it so we can start helping as many people as possible. So as I mentioned, we're at the minister station and to give you a brief recap really quick, um, we, we, the a route is a knowledge, affirm and align. And we have talked about a knowledge in our pain. We have talked about affirming ourselves during painful seasons. And we have talked about aligning ourselves with people and habits to help us during painful seasons as well. And now we're going to talk about sharing our pain and being vocal and vulnerable with that pain. So the definition of a minister, usually when you hear this word, we hear this word uh, commonly associated with like a ministering aid. So for example, like somebody giving CPR, they're a ministering aid. And typically what the word a minister means to us is, is giving. And that's exactly the definition of how we're going to define it for this episode as well. And another way that people usually define this word is a service. And so today you're going to learn how to be a service for other people. That's what this episode is just diving deep into. And so therefore we need to help as many people uh, start to breathe again. We need to help many people start to live the life that they truly need to live. We need to help people to stop suffocating behind the pain that they're dealing with in their mind because that's stopping them from being the person that they truly need to be. And that's probably what it is for you as well. It's stopping you from being the person that you truly need to be. And that was the thing for me too. When I had a lot of pain, it was suffocating me. And so I needed to learn how to breathe again. I needed to learn how to to be the person that I truly know I need to be. And so now that I've gained control of my life, I want to help as many people gain control of their life. And so therefore, we're going to start diving through, through these steps. And the first thing I would like to say just truly is that the power of your story, I don't even know if you understand that your story is meant to be shared with other people, not just from a standpoint of you healing other people, but for the simple standpoint that when you share your story, you give other people permission to be themselves. And so a lot of people actually feel like their story don't have nothing um, nothing good in it. They hear other people's stories may 
for example, people here like the Steve Harveys, the T.D. Jakes, people here like uh, the Oprah Winfrey's, people hear their story and they feel like, well, I don't have nothing compared to them. I didn't go through pain as they have. I, so therefore, I can't help nobody. I won't be an encourager. I won't be nothing positive to people. But that's a lie. What I'm telling you is you need to learn where your story actually fit at in the world and how you should express it. So you can express your story through a podcast like I am. You can express it uh, through a blog. You can express it uh, by volunteering at a local homeless shelter, a community center. You can express it. I mean, there's a ton of ways. You could be a writer. I, it doesn't really matter. You could be a clothing designer. You can express your story. So I think the key thing to expressing your story is figuring out where your story exactly fits and who the person is that needs your story, the details of your story, and how it is the way that you share it. So I'm coming to you through a podcast because I just feel like I'm better at speaking my story out. So that's what you get into the Gaining Control podcast. But for you, like I said, it may be a different avenue. But I'm telling you, there's a strength when you're vulnerable. Vulnerability isn't about weakness. So many people think that when you open up um, yourself and you tell your stories, you tell the things that you've been through, people fear that the vulnerability of them in that moment is going to become something other people use to, to trap them or they use to pick on them or they use to hinder them from going forward. But those people are weak individuals on their own. But I'm telling you that being vulnerable will help you. It will put you in a position that you start to hear back the details of your story and you start to minister aid to yourself because you'll say, man, I've been through that. Like I went through something that tough, but yet here I am. I'm still standing yet. Here I am. I'm still breathing. I'm still living. I'm still pushing forwards. I'm still fighting. So please be vulnerable. Like don't hinder yourself from being vulnerable. It's okay. And I, I personally need for you to be vulnerable. That's why I always tell people, share your stories with me at gainingcontrolstories at gmail.com because being hearing your story and, and seeing your level of vulnerability helps me to be even more vulnerable on this podcast. Now, naturally, I'm a transparent person. I, I enjoy being transparent, not to, to give uh, details of my story and my life that scares people, but I know for sure that as the, the more vulnerable I am, people connect to that and, and it helps them to be not only open, but it helps them to just step into their purpose and live the life that they truly want to live. So being vulnerable is a gift. It's a strength. It's not a weakness. So don't fall victim to that lie that has been in society for so many years now that being vulnerable is a weakness. It's not. It's the very thing that we all need to be. Another thing that, man, I would say when it comes down to the power of your story is just really, really, really be detailed in the way you explain your story. See, a lot of people, they explain their story, and it's just one of them things where they like, they just give you kind of like this, this summary of the story. They really don't go deep. But I'm telling you, it's the deep, intricate parts of what you've been through is that we need for healing. That's why I try to tell people like, everything I've been through and I try to be as blunt as possible. So, um, I have a, I have another job outside of being a professor and that's working with inner city kids through a, a, a organization called youth for Christ. And that's here up here in Oklahoma city. And it gives me the opportunity to be, um, foot on the ground inside of some of the toughest schools up here with students that's dealing with a lot more pain 
than the normal student. Um, and so these kids come out of not only inner city homes, but they come out of homes where it's one parent. They come out of drug infested, crime infested areas. And so I have the opportunity to, to connect with them. But the beautiful thing is I share my story because I was born and raised in the inner city as well. So I can connect with these students on a level that a lot of people can't. So to help them to understand that they one day could be a college professor, they one day can travel and speak, they one day can have a podcast. I connect with them on a deep level and I share the most vulnerable parts of my story and it helps them because they like, yo, he gets it. He understand. And that's what sharing details does. It lets somebody know that what they're going through isn't as bad or even if it is as bad, it lets them know that somebody else been through this and this person could be a solution to my pain. So you have to share the detailed moments of your life because that's what helps other people gain permission and, and that's what helped them gain control of their lives to go to the next level. So share the detailed parts of your story. And so one story that I wound up sharing with a group of kids was when I met my wife, my wife was a virgin. She was saving herself for marriage. And I come out of this past where I didn't save myself. I mean, to be even blunt, I don't even know how many women it has been. Like I just stopped keeping count because the count had just got so outrageous. And I felt so bad when I met my wife and I had to explain to her that I don't know. And I felt like at that moment, it really hit me that my decisions over all these years finally caught up to me. And I felt as if I was going to lose a great person all because I lacked control in my life in this time. So meeting my wife was like the first step for me gaining control because I had to be vulnerable. I had to open up during a time in my life that I feared. I had to become the person that I wanted to be for the future in that moment because I needed to keep her. She's been not only a great wife, she's been a great friend, a great supporter, and I didn't want to leave that. I didn't want to let that go. So I had to become vulnerable. But the beautiful thing about her was she told me it didn't matter what I've been through in my past. She just asked me what I commit to becoming a new man so we can build the life that we have right now. And I promised her that I will. And I did everything possible to get myself back in in the mindset of being a a kingdom type man, of being a Christian man, of being of being somebody that had values, being somebody that that cherished those around him, somebody that respected his body. So I waited with my wife. Now, for a lot of people, they would feel like, oh, no, I have to test drive the car before I use it. But the thing that I noticed is that when you're a car of value, when it's a car of value, you don't have to test drive a Bentley because you already know how a Bentley ride. You don't have to test drive a Lamborghini because you already know what a Lamborghini, how it drives. You test drive something that's not of value. We know the expectations behind Lamborghini, Bentley, Royce, Royce. We know the expectations of those companies because the value that they have perceived over and over and over of the last couple of decades. So when we hear those names and we see the price of those cars, we're not surprised because in our minds, we automatically say they're value. So I'm telling you that you don't have to test drive a car if you know it's somebody of value. And so my wife looked at me as somebody of value. And I looked at her as somebody of value. And so we got married without having sex first. And it was tough because my past, this was what I'd done. This was like eating candy on a regular basis. This was like going to the corner store as a kid and buying junk food. It's just something I'd done on a regular basis. And I thought by doing this and living this way was actually me taking care of myself. I looked at it, looked at sex as, hey, let me, let me have sex today because I got to feel good. 
well, I'm dealing with a little bit of pain, so I'm going to go have sex so I can release. Like, that's how I looked at it. So I share these stories with the students that I get to mentor on a weekly basis at a high school and middle school. I also open up with some of these stories, and I use this as an example of how I lack control in my life when I was in college. And I tell my college students, like, yo, this is what's messing up your communication skills. This is why you're distracted. This is why your time management off. Like, I share that stuff in the way I do because I know it's helping them. I know it's healing them. And so that's what you have to do. You have to be really vulnerable. You have to be detailed. That helps. That helps people. So I'm telling you my story, and I'm sharing as much intricate details as possible because I want you to understand what it truly means when you're going through a season, but I want you to see the power of being vulnerable and detailed and how you help not only yourself, but you help others come out of their pain so they so everybody can live their best life so don't shy away from being vulnerable i'm telling you it's a gift it it truly is a gift so now we need to go kind of the the counterintuitive way with being vulnerable with your pain what happens when you're not vulnerable Uh, a lot of people don't understand that man we're walking around with so much pain bottled up on the inside like people are walking around dealing with anxiety and depression on high levels to the point where their body's starting to be physically harmed through it, where they're starting to deal with the headaches, they're starting to deal with the fast heart pace, the sweating, where they're easily distracted, where they can't get through something without thinking that they're going to die. We are dealing with pain, and the more you keep it bottled up, the worse it gets on you because now only thing you think about is pain. So therefore, there's never a time in your life you think about your power. You keep thinking about your pain. And what it is, like I mentioned in the episode, the last episode is that you go from pain to pain. And that's so painful and people don't get it. You go from maybe dealing with a financial issue in one thought. And then the next thought is what you saw when you was a child, maybe somebody being raped or maybe somebody trying to touch on you, or maybe somebody being shot, somebody dead. And then you go from that pain, and then your mind go to, well, maybe somebody's going to attack me. Maybe somebody's going to do something to me. And so therefore, you just keep going from pain to pain to pain. And when that happens, you never build the momentum in your life to go to the next level. That's why this series, The New Thinker, is so important. That's why I dedicated this series in a way that explains it from a standpoint of a train of going from pain station to power station and all these individual steps is in the midst of there to create the routes and the path for you to get to your power. Because what happens is, you know, when a train is at a station, right, and it's parked, before it goes to the next station, there's a few things that happen. More people board, some people exit. And so what it is in them seasons, when you're at pain station, you need some things to start exiting out of your life and you need some things to start coming aboard to help build the momentum to take you to the next level. But once the doors is closed, everybody have they have have had their seat. What happens now is the train moves slow out of the station. It moves slow because it takes time for you to go from your pain to your power it takes time during the process for you to go from being so hurt being so lord being so mad and angry to start to get to a place of happiness and wholeness so the train moves out the station slow and you build momentum and as you notice as the train go out the station and builds momentum it speeds up so therefore about time and get to the next stop It doesn't take as long as you initially thought it would when you was in that pain and how a painful season seems slow. And so therefore, now you get to the next stop. 
and it and it slows down, but it slows down for other pain to get off, other pain to leave your life, and for new things to step in. And so that's what this process is all about. It's a stop and start process, but it's more so about opening up yourself and letting things exit and opening up yourself for certain things to enter so you can start gaining power and you can start living your best life. So that's why this new thinker series is so important because I promise you after this, you're going to have the material, you're going to have the content, you're going to have the the quotes, you're going to have the, the empowerment, the motivation, the encouragement to help you move along in life, to help you move forward, to live your best life. So please, please, please understand that when you hold in all that pain, you miss the chance of learning. You miss it. You learn from yourself when you're when when you're able to let loose on pain, when you're able to share it. You hinder yourself from actually learning because you're so distracted. So other people that comes into your life, you really don't even take full advantage of cherishing this person because you're so distracted in what you're dealing with that you never take the time to build a relationship, build a conversation, and just understand and love and love on people. You miss out on so much when your mind is filled with pain. And that's why so many people don't live their dreams. That's why so many people find themselves where they're distracted. That's why so many people run to their comfort zone so much is because they have not allowed themselves to release that pain. So it's, it's pivotal that you don't bottle up this pain. It's pivotal that we start to let out the anxiety and the depression. So we need to start talking about this stuff. Imagine if you just opened yourself up and you gave yourself a chance to talk to somebody like it may be a therapist. It may be a life coach. It may be a close, trusted friend. It may be a parent, whoever it is. You need to start opening yourself up and giving yourself an opportunity to allow this pain to be released and allow for powerful things to enter. So I'm telling you, it's a benefit if you stop hindering yourself with holding in your pain. Let it go. In my life, um, I've had the opportunity to uh, to be close to my childhood friends. And I'm not talking about, like, middle school childhood friends. I'm talking about, like, people that I've met um, in, in kindergarten. Like, people that I've met um, at two years old. We stayed on the same block. We played as kids. Our parents had us all in the yard. We shared toys. And now we're an adults and we still have a close relationship. We're still building on that relationship. We get to know each other in, in new stages of life. And so it's been a blessing to see these people journey because I wouldn't even be who I am if I didn't see their journey, if I didn't be a part of their story, if I didn't watch their lives um, unfold daily. Um, I wouldn't have some of the, the wisdom, some of the, the gifts, some of the boldness that I have to even be the person that I am today. So I'm going to mention a few of my friends and kind of what their life story have done for me and kind of how they inspired me because I know sometimes I'm like the big mouth in our group. And so I'm the one that whenever somebody needed somebody to talk, my friends would push me forward. And 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 sometimes what happens is if I'm always being pushed forward to speak, you don't never get the chance to hear from them. And this is my job that I have the platform to speak. And so I wanted to share with you all how other people have helped me. And so this is the part about being vulnerable, that they was vulnerable with me. And so now I get to be vulnerable with you with their story. And so you get to learn from them. And so it's one of them things that I, I truly believe that when you have people around you and, and you get to know the intricate parts of their story, it helps you to become a better person. So that's why I'm telling you vulnerability is a strength. So don't never let nobody tell you that it's not. So the first friend that I wanted to mention was 
um, I have a friend by the name of Aaron. Um, actually, I'm going to talk about Aaron and his cousin, uh, Dominique, because we're both, uh, we're both, uh, all close friends together. And, um, with, with, with Aaron's story is that what's so crazy is that, man, I watched him where, uh, one period of his life, he was staying with his mother, but then he left to go stay with his father and his father wound up passing away early. Uh, and, and it was heartbreaking because his father was like a father to all of us. He always had a positive word. He always had encouragement, but seeing his father leave him as early as he did, it woke me up to shift my relationship with my father because I was so angry at my father for years. I was angry that my father didn't attend none of the basketball games like I wanted him to. I was angry that my father didn't spend money on me the way I wanted him to. I was angry that he didn't teach me how to shoot a basketball. He didn't teach me how to love women. He didn't teach me how to dress. I was just angry at my father for so much and so long that when my one of my close friends lose his father, now I'm like, yo, my father can pass away at any moment, and I'm walking around holding a grudge, holding anger, and I'm in pain. And so I said, I got to release this. And his experience with his father allowed for me to understand that I needed to go a different direction with my father. So I, I wound up calling my mother. I wound up apologizing to my father. And it was one of the most healing things that I ever done. It was tough because my ego was like, I don't want to forgive him. He should be calling me. He's the dad. I'm the son. But I had to step up into that role of, of healing myself. So I reached out. I told him that I'm sorry. He told me back that he was sorry. And we just started and we built a new relationship. And I was grateful for that because our relationship is strong now. And But also, too, when I did that, something crazy happened. All what I was blaming my father for wasn't as true. It was just me so painful that I was willing to kind of stack on the experience of to help me validate how I felt about him. But what wound up happening and coming true is that I started to appreciate my father for who he was and how he taught. And my father wasn't the type of parent that would pull you to the side all the time and mention things to you. My father actually tells stories. So it's kind of odd to see myself like in the podcast and road speaking because my father actually is this guy. He tells stories. And I noticed as I started thinking back, my father tried to raise me by telling me stories of people, himself and other people um, that he just seen and really didn't know. But he saw that story and how different parts of life affected them and what happened in the midst of painful seasons for them. So he shared all these stories of inner city, of work, of relationships and different things that he knew if I listened to the details of this story and I understood what was going on, he knew that I could make a better decision to live a better life than what he did. So he shared stories my entire childhood and still to this day as an adult. And I never took full advantage of that because I was just so mad at him. But it was just thankful for my friend Aaron and, and me seeing his story firsthand, me having a relationship with his father, but me seeing the pain he went through through that season, but also to me seeing how he bounced back from that to become a different person. So I'm super grateful, man, to have him in my life. I'm super grateful uh, to, to, to move on um, from the pain that I had with my father, but I'm super grateful that Aaron get to see me become a different person to my father because the day that it comes that my father passed away, I could sit down and I could look at this friend and say, thank you for helping me become a better son, a better, a better father to even my kids, a better husband, a better leader, and just a better person overall because I had firsthand experience of knowing what it looks like to see a friend in pain from losing a parent. Another person I mentioned was 
his cousin. Um, so I have two designated, like two ride or die best friends. I mean, of course I have other friends that I consider uh, my closest friend, but not to separate anybody from my group, but these two people has been everything for me. Um, and this is Dominique and Kendrick. And so Dominique is as Crash's cousin. Well, Crash is Aaron's nickname. I'm just used to calling him Crash, so we'll call him Crash for the rest of this episode. Um, that's Aaron's cousin. And the thing about Dominique's life that truly inspired me was that she was one of the top three basketball players for girls in the state of Florida her senior year in high school. And her future was promising, of course. And she took advantage of going to college to play basketball. She was at one of the top JUCO programs in the country. But she wound up getting pregnant. And it came at a difficult time for her family. But also, too, it was perfect timing in terms of turning around not only her life, but her family. But the best thing about her story is that she never quit on herself. Despite she became pregnant, she never quit. And I've seen a lot of women get pregnant and it consumes their life. And now they have to step in the role of a full-time mother. And because of that, because they seen other people give up their dreams, they wind up doing the same thing, giving up their dreams. But Dominique didn't. She persevered through that pain. She got over it and she moved forward, no matter who was with her and who wasn't. And so I just remember during that season where so many people was counting her out. So many people talked negative. And she bounced back so hard. Like, she chased after her dreams. She achieved things that a lot of people have not and would, would dare somebody to achieve after going through something like that. And so to, to rattle off a couple of her accomplishments, um, she was able to not only get her bachelor's degree, but she got her master's degree. And she became an EMT, but now she's a firefighter. And she did all of that in a decade. From having her daughter to the time she's a firefighter, one decade. I mean, through that, she served at internships at, at top high school. She's she served on internships at hospitals. Um, she worked um for different companies. She worked for different hospitals. Like she done so much. She became certified in different medical fields. Like she done so much. But people will always try to get you to give up something during painful seasons. Um, they would try to get you to stop things and tell you that you need to put your focus on that because that's what they did. So another thing that I mentioned, you have to be careful when people go through painful seasons and they made a decision to get themselves away from the painful season or however they made a decision to deal with what they went through. People would try to validate their poor decisions or their poor mindsets by telling you to repeat the steps that they did. Because if two people are doing something, it looks as if it's right. But you have to be careful of those naysayers and those doubters when you're going through painful seasons. But also, too, you have to affirm in your life and tell yourself that this is who you're going to be. You have to align yourself with better thinking people because if you don't, what tends to happen is you start to do what they did and you live the life just like them or even worse life because that decision that you made based on them doesn't fit who it is you are. So you have to be careful with certain, certain people in your life because typically we lose the opportunity to truly step into ourselves, step into our gifts, our dreams, our power when we listen to those type of people. So she had a lot of those people that was telling her to be different, 
that was telling her to go about her life in this way, that was telling her to do things this way. She had people telling her she shouldn't go back to college. She needed to get a job, that her family wouldn't be able to support her. She was telling her that. She was, People was telling her that, but the thing that happened was her family came together. Her mother grabbed arms with her sister. Her sister grabbed arms with her grandmother. Her grandmother grabbed arms with her, and they built a powerful circle of women in their household to help her to achieve the dreams that she wanted, to achieve the things that she needed to achieve because they knew if they can come together during this time, it's going to help them as a family, as a whole. And that's what Dominique has been to her family. She's been a blessing because they came together during a difficult time. And that's what I meant by you have to align yourself with people that's for you and not against you, people that's going to help push you forward and not push you back. It is key. It is pivotal that you align yourself that way. Now, my second friend um, that I'm going to mention that's that's like the glue to friendships, um, one of my best friends um, is Kendrick. And Kendrick, it, it's just odd that we, we hang together because initially I started off hanging with Kendrick's brother that's like a couple months older than me. And so Kendrick was like the little brother that you don't leave in the house when you're going to the park. You're like, all right, bring him along. And uh, he'll kill me for that part. But it's one of them things that, man, I'm happy that his brother saw something in him, and he said, man, we got to bring my little brother along. We got to teach him. We got to encourage him to be a better athlete. So that's what we did. It was like we put all this pressure on this younger kid at the time, and, and Kendrick not only overcame his own struggles and obstacles, but even during a painful season of life when his family went through a lot of things, he had the motivation and the conviction to always persevere and persevere and persevere. And still to this day, he persevered through all his problems. But what wound up happening in 2008 um, was that brother that um, I was close to, that he was close to, passed away at 20 years old. And it left Kendrick in a dark spot because that was the one person that encouraged him to be who he is today. And not having that person was difficult at first. But something that was so so crazy about um, um, his brother is that his brother and I share the same name. His brother's first name, Keon, is my middle name. And my position within my siblings is the same position that Keon had and in his siblings, and that's the middle spot. And the middle spot is so special. But also, too, what was so special about our names is that the meaning of our names was God is gracious. And in that season when Kendrick lost his brother, the one thing that I noticed was I need to become grace for him. But what wound up happening was he became grace for me because Kendrick made steps and he made strives and decisions to step into his calling, step into his purpose. And he started to accept the role that he is a pastor. He started to step the role that he should build a church, that he should be a leader in people's lives. He started to step that road, and that's what he started to become. So what wound up happening was typically the role of me being the big brother, it wound up flipping at moments because he started to lead out of his gift. So when I didn't know Christ, he introduced me to Christ. When I don't know things about the church, he introduced me to those pathways. And so now that I serve in a Christian organization, I serve in my church, I serve other people's lives, I lead kids, I lead adults, um, and, and it's partly because I had this individual that decided to make steps and strides during painful seasons and to not define their life over those things, but to become who it is that God created them to be. And so Kendrick became that person for me. And that's what I mean 
when I tell you about people like Dominique, people like Aaron, is that you have to align yourself with people that's going to help you to step into your personal power and that's not going to allow you to become a victim to your pain and, and now you go the opposite direction of where you truly need to be. And so growing up in our community, man, we saw a lot of people that was on drugs. We saw a lot of people that was prostituting. We seen a lot of people that was working excessive amount of hours all for a paycheck that still didn't pay the bills. We saw people forfeit their purpose. We saw people forfeit uh, everything good about them in order to have a little something, a little happiness. I watch it all the time. I still see it. And that's why I'm so motivated to change the narrative in people's lives. But also, too, I wouldn't change the narrative in my life if I didn't align myself with certain people. So I'm telling you, as we go through this series, The New Thinker, you have to put yourself in a position that not only you're acknowledging your pain, but you're affirming who you are. You're speaking positivity over your life, but you're aligning yourself with people that speak positivity in your life, that values you, and that, that helps you align to the values that you have in life. But also, too, you need to open your mouth and be vulnerable with your story because you can help other people, too. So as we lay out, that's what the A-Series is about. And now is that time for us to start moving forward. And so I'm just telling you that I believe, I truly, truly believe that this is the season for you to start gaining control of your life. This is the season for you to start living your power. This is the season for you to start living out your dreams. This is the season for you to start living out your authenticity. This is the season for you to start becoming a person that God truly meant for you to become because there's a gift inside of you that the world needs. There's something inside of you I need. There's something inside of you your family needs. There's something inside of you your kids need. There's something inside of you that your workplace needs. There's something inside of you that people around you need and you're hindering them for getting things that they need for their life to live their best life when you fail to be the person that you're called to be so i'm telling you now i'm calling you out of that darkness i'm calling you out of that pain and i'm telling you get on board with this series so you can become a new thinker so you can live the best life that you ever lived because you have time if you allow yourself to live your best life don't fall for the trap don't fall for the emptiness that people have in their words when they tell you that life is over for you because of certain painful seasons it's not over and i promise and i'm telling you that it's not over the train is exiting a minister station wait before the train exit as the doors were just closing a guy by the name of jerome brads a gifted energetic intuitive healer speaker and spiritual teacher just entered the train tune in to the next episode as jerome breaks down how he overcame life-threatening illnesses to now lead thousands of people to internal peace To receive updates and additional content from the Gaining Control Podcast, connect with us at gainingcontrolpodcast at gmail.com and connect with me personally at Travis K. Corley on all social media sites. Lastly, we want to hear from you. Share with us your personal story. Please email us at gainingcontrolstories at gmail.com.